Welcome to the Lighthouse Community Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope today's teaching will encourage you in your faith and help you develop an increasing desire to walk with God. Let's listen in. Good morning, brothers and sisters. We are going to look at the most influential topic of all humanity, which is discovering the character of God himself. And there's something I want to give you today, something that I believe will change your life. Does anyone know what this is? It's not a trick question. Yes, it's a Bible. And it's not just any Bible. It's my Bible. And it's not just my Bible. It's my favorite Bible. I have lots of Bibles. This one is my favorite. Does anyone have any guess as to why it's my favorite? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. 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 All right. Okay. Okay. Good tries. Those are all good tries. I'll tell you at the end why this is my favorite, but we'll get there. But I want to ask you. How do you relate to the Bible? How do you personally relate to the Bible? What do you know about the Bible? What do you believe about the Bible? How do you feel when you get around to spending time in the Bible? And what does the Bible lead you to do? Those are among the most important questions. Let's start with the easy one. What do you know about the Bible? This one, it doesn't matter where you are in your faith journey. You can know that the Bible has influenced thousands of generations. Billions of people claim that their lives have been changed and altered by the Word of God, by the Bible. You can know that life transformation, that this has changed cultures and people throughout just in every country and on every continent of the planet. Now, you can know this, but what do you believe? Do you believe about what the Bible says about itself? That it's inspired by God? That it's the Word of God? That it's true? Do you believe that it's important to study the Bible? Do you believe that Regular Bible intake is important as a follower of Jesus. Now, how do you actually feel when you get around to actually spending time in the Bible? How many of you, like me, have felt that despite what I know and despite what I believe, I have a hard time relating to what's being said in here. It's almost like God is not speaking directly to me. The Bible and what I'm reading is not addressing the issues that I'm dealing with. 
Do you ever feel like that? How many of you, when you, how you feel when you actually spend time in the Bible is there is a million things running through your mind. And the voice of God in the Bible, in the passage that you're reading or studying or listening to is in the background. And it's unable, it doesn't seem to pull you out of yourself and pull you out of the many things that you're worried about. And it's just something that you go through to check the box I read it today. I did my devotional. If that is at all your experience, which many times have been mine, if what you believe and what you know about the Bible doesn't connect with how you actually feel about spending time in God's Word, what can you possibly do to get out of that? What can you do? I've been there. There's two things that I see people do. Two things. The first thing is, you know what? I'm having a hard time experiencing God, getting with God in the Bible. So, you know what? My feelings are not as important. I'm going to push that aside, and, after, and I'm just going to fake it till I make it. I'm going to pursue... I'm going to fake it till I make it. I'm going to pursue knowledge. I believe the Bible is true. I believe that this is, this, is, this is higher truth than anything that I believe, so I'm going to go after knowledge. I'm going to know God. I'm going to know doctrine. I'm going to know right teaching. I'm going to study, 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 study. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to do the Bible reading plans. And you pursue knowledge, hoping that maybe your heart will come around at some point. But if that's all you're ever doing, if all you're ever doing is faking it till you make it, and you never do make it, then you're really just faking it, right? The other thing that someone does, and I've also been here too, which is instead of going after, okay, I'm going to learn the Bible and the truth, you know what? My encounter with God is important. Experiencing God is important, so I'm going to force it. When I open the Bible, I'm going to make it speak to me. I'm going to make it apply to me. Even if, it has, even if it's not talking to me at all, even if it's not applied to me at all, I'm going to make it apply to me. I'm going to, I'm going to, get, I'm going to open up some devotions. I'm going to find some good devotionals, and I'm just going to make it apply to me. I'm just going to you know, just get a, get a dosha of adrenaline, and I'm going to read a passage. Oh, it says that David, you know, killed Goliath. God, you know, what are my Goliaths? I'm going to kill my Goliaths. And you apply it to you, like, incorrectly, right? And you go after the experience. And what happens, whether you're going after knowledge at expense of experiencing God, or you try to make the experience happen and to force it, both of those are faking it. And the way you can tell that you've been faking it is there comes to a point where you realize that you've been leaning on these shortcuts instead of actually encountering God in the Bible. The way you can tell, if you're going after knowledge, the way you can tell is this. You feel more love and more appreciation for your favorite preacher, for your favorite teacher, for your favorite author. And you identify 
with the tribe of other Christians who love the people that you love instead of who simply love God. Or if you've been pursuing experience, you cannot connect with God unless it's playing, you're playing the music that you like, the Christian music that you like, the worship music you like. You need to have facilitated an environment where you can encounter God and all these different shortcuts to force an experience that isn't there. Guys, I've been stuck there. This has been my experience in the past. And I want to share with you something that will get you unstuck. It comes in the form of three simple questions. These are not magic questions. There's a lot of ways you can do these questions. But the questions are as simple as this. When you get into the Bible, you simply ask, what does this say about God? Second question, what does this say about man? The third question, if this is true, how does this change my life as a follower of Jesus? Those three questions. Now I said, you don't have to ask them in these ways, and definitely you can make it more detailed. But when you boil it all down, these are the very essential questions you need to have when approaching the Bible to make sure that you're not taking shortcuts. Because when you get into the Bible, you need to encounter God and who he is. That's why the first question is the most important. One of the biggest uh, errors that we make as believers is we think that we know God now. And so we stop asking the question, what does it say about God? When that is the most important question to keep asking again and again, because throughout the entire Bible, what is God doing? He's getting down on one knee and he's revealing himself to people, telling them who he is, who he is not, dealing with people. God is showing himself to people. And if you stop asking, what does it say about God? Then how do you know you're not bringing your own idea of God to the Bible and making him fit your ideas? God needs the right. Give God the right every single time you get into the Bible to let him tell you who he is, right? And the second question is important. What does it say about man? Because God, when you look at the Bible, the Bible doesn't talk about God in isolation from revealing himself and talking to and dealing with people. In every corner of the Bible, God is speaking to somebody. In every corner of the Bible, God is speaking to somebody. He's down on one knee. He's speaking to an ancient Near Eastern patriarch. He's speaking to a bunch of Hebrew slaves who've been liberated from Egypt. He's speaking to a king. He's speaking to a prostitute to a religious leader, to a, to a persecuted church. And you need to think about how is God dealing with people in this passage? Because if you know how God is dealing with people, you know how God deals. And you need to ask, what does it say about the people or the, the man in this context to understand how it can relate to you? Because that's the third question. 
that if this is true, if this is how God deals with people, and this is how God reveals himself to people, if that's true, how does that change my life as a follower of Jesus? How does that change my life as a follower of Jesus? Let's give this a test ride. Let's dive into a passage of scripture and uh, just meditate a little bit on it. So I'll uh, jump to Exodus 34. I'll be my favorite Bible. All right. Exodus 34. We'll look at verse 5 to 8. Imagine you're just, you've been reading through the Bible and you got to Exodus 34. What you've seen so far is God has rescued the Hebrew um, slaves out of Egypt. He judged Pharaoh. He gave them the law and the covenant, and Israel broke the law. They broke the covenant. They're under judgment, and they asked Moses, and Moses says, I will go talk to the Lord and see if there could be atonement for your sins to see if you can have another chance. And then God is talking to the Lord, and I'm just going to read slowly, and we're going to be thinking through these questions that we've talked about and process it together. So in verse 5, The Lord descended on the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. So imagine this. God actually comes down in the cloud. He stands by Moses, and he also speaks. And what does he speak? God speaks his name. Capital L-O-R-D. That's that's God's personal name, right? Yahweh. He speaks his name. Verse 6. And the Lord passes before him. Moses gets a glimpse of seeing God. And as the Lord passes before him, right, God proclaims, the Lord, the Lord, a God, merciful. But he doesn't say a God. Why does he call himself a God? Isn't he the God? He's the one and only God. Why would he say a God? Well, He says, a God who's merciful and gracious, slow to anger. I think what God's saying here, what this says about God is that, look, there's lots of people who made God in their own image, who they have their own idea of God. And what God is saying here, what the Lord is saying is the Lord. There we go. That was all planned. That's kidding. (laughs) What it's saying is, right? The Lord is distinct that his character to be gracious and merciful, that's part of who he is, right? He is a God distinct from every other person's idea about God, that he, and what's the first thing he says about himself? Merciful, gracious, slow to anger. God has a long wick abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the children's children in the third and fourth generation. In verse 8, And Moses quickly bowed his head down towards the earth and worshipped. Do you think God is going to forgive these Hebrew slaves who disobeyed God? It's the first thing he says. 
First thing you need to know about me, I am a God who's gracious, merciful, compassionate. I forgive sin, iniquity, transgression, all these words to, to talk about the many different ways that man disobeys. I can forgive it all. And I have a long wick. I'm slow to anger. But I do eventually do bring justice. If this is true, how does this change your life? How does this change my life? Do you think God is out to get you? God is pursuing you with love and forgiveness, with grace, steadfast love. And God has a long wick. This applies to you, yes, if you are in Jesus. If you are in Jesus, this applies to you. Because all of God's character comes together in the person of Jesus Christ and to his work on the cross. And where you see God's justice for you is put on Jesus as he suffered on the cross. And God's love and his grace towards you is demonstrated in the cross and what Jesus did for you. Guys, doesn't this not move you? Doesn't this move you? Come to the Bible for nothing more than God himself. God who reveals himself to generation after generation. He's faithful to thousands. He's faithful to a thousand generations. Guess what? It's been about a thousand generations since Moses. Is God as faithful then as he is now? Yeah. I'll tell you now why this is my favorite Bible. This is my favorite Bible because uh, for about eight years, I served as a missionary in India. And I came to the realization that I was faking it. That a lot of my encounter with God has been leaning on the preachers I liked, the books I liked, the authors I liked, the devotionals I was into, my particular brand or tribe and theology. But when I was there in India, I was no help to the pastors and the churches in India. They didn't have all the resources that I had. You know what they had? They had one thing. They had the Bible in their own language. That's what I had to have. Just the Bible. No more faking it. Not, and I'm not saying that all those, all those books and all those resources and teachers and preachers were not helpful for me. They were, but I've been leaning on them more. For two whole years, I fasted from other people's stuff. For two years, I did not read another Christian book. For two years, I did not read a devotional. I did not watch someone preach on YouTube. For two years, I just spent time in this with my Indian brothers and sisters, with the other churches. Guess what? In this Bible, there's no footnotes. There's no cross-references. There's no concordance. There's not even maps at the end. It's just the English and the Hindi Bible side by side. And God met me. 
God showed up. I encountered God in ways that I've never did it before. God kept showing up in the Bible to simply just ask God, what does this say about you? And sometimes it's a smack on the head. This is who I am. And sometimes it was just, I love you. In Jesus, you belong to me. In Jesus, I, I will carry you through this. In Christ, you are forgiven. You are my child. I am your father. Sadly, what I choose to give to you is not something that I can give. If you have been moved today, know this. This will disappear, this will disappear very fast. It's just going to be another align talk. It's going to sink into the mud in your heart. I cannot give an encounter with God. But even though I can't give it to you, you can pick it up. You can pick it up. If you just come to God asking, God, what does it say about you? Let me pray. Father in heaven, Holy Spirit, you who inspired the Bible, tell us, what are you asking me to do in response to you? To res in response that you have revealed God in the Bible. What are you calling me to do, knowing that it has been helpful, Lord, to have such great speakers, pastors, teachers in my life, on media? But what are you calling me to do to encounter you in your word? Here at Lighthouse, we want to pray for you. And so we're going to continue. You can keep your eyes um, closed. But we're going to have an opportunity where we're going to play one more song. And we uh, are inviting you that if you need prayer, to slip out of your seat and come forward so that we can pray with you. You don't have to be a member of Lighthouse or have been here for a long time. Absolutely anybody can come forward for prayer. And so, Father, I pray, God, that every single person who needs to be prayed with, God, that you'd give them the courage to step forward and to receive prayer. I pray that you would show up in people's lives and that you would bring the change that only you can. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Lighthouse Community, check out our website at mylighthousecommunity.com or connect with us on Facebook. You're invited to join us live Sunday mornings at 909 or 1111. Thanks again for listening to the Lighthouse Community Podcast.